Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Hallelujah. I thank you for those that are partaking already, amen. Get involved, amen. I have a lot of material to cover, man. The Lord has been very active in my spirit this week. A lot of things going on, a lot of things that I'm seeing, amen, about what's going on in our nation and uh, around the world and so on. And so we're going to be highlighting those things in a minute. I'll just wait another minute before we get started in prayer, amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. I bless you, Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is life, and to those who find them in health, to all their flesh, glory to God. I believe that, Father. Amen. I believe your word, Father. Hallelujah. All right. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to stand here in your presence, Father, and minister the words of life, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for those that are partaking today, Lord of God. It is written in your word, Father, that blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness, for he shall be satisfied, Lord of God. And I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, for your word, Father God. It is written in your word, Father God, my son, attend unto my word, incline thine ear to my sayings, saying, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those who find them, and help to all their flesh, Father. I pray, Lord God, the body of Christ will find your word in this hour, Father God, and hold on to that word, Lord God, for it is written, without faith it's impossible to please him. And it is also written, Father God, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. I pray, Lord God, that you encourage your people in this hour, Father God, as we maintain our faith toward God, amen, as we maintain our homologia, speaking the same as the word, regardless of the circumstances and everything that's going on in our nation and the world. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, how you said, Lord Jesus, my peace I give you, I leave with you, amen. He could not have said that if he was not a man and a government, Father God. And I declare your peace, Father God, over this nation and over this world, Father and I thank you, Father God, for the bread of life. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future, Father. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, Father. Amen. Well, glory to God. Amen. I hope, uh, I trust everybody's doing well this morning. Amen. There's a lot going on in our nation and in the world, obviously, right now. And uh, it's pretty serious, right? And uh, But one thing that I'm realizing is that, first of all, you know, Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, the church that he builds. He said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Okay, so what does that say right there? So that means that what what is out there in many facets is not being built on Jesus Christ. Right? It's an organized religion. It's an organized system. It's the Babylonian system. It's confused. And in this hour, when the church is needed, when those that carry the righteousness and the wisdom of God, and in other words, Jesus Christ, as the word says, who is made unto us, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We're the ones that carry Christ to the world, amen. We are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus, the word says. So that word, amen, that the world so desperately needs, amen, they need to hear from God. And in this hour, <clears throat> amen, the Lord is speaking very strong, amen. And one of the things that I started seeing is that, you know, first of all, where did this, where did all this confusion come from? Where did this, you know, this plague, this evil thing that we're having on the earth right now, where did it come from? Well, what we understand is it originated, you know, over there in, the, in, the, in the Asia and China, right? And so if you look at their situation, what is their God? What do they worship? Well, it's primarily Buddha, Buddha, right? Buddhism. And then also, my, as my son said, atheism, right? They don't believe in anything. Well, the thing is, is that what we got to understand here is that the orchestration of Satan, how Satan strategized, all right, this work in the earth that's going on right now. And that how the only thing that's going to deliver us is forgiveness. Because Jesus said, what is easier to say, be healed or be forgiven? You see? So in this hour, right, the enemy has planned this, this scheme that at, at the state where 
individuals are at odds with one another. They're offended all over the place. Every time you go somewhere, you get it's just it's just at the drop of a hat. I mean, you get offended, right? The the individual at the the grocery store or somebody uh, at at a restaurant or somebody gives you the wrong attitude, right? Then you get offended, right? And so and the thing is, the more you value yourself, the more alive you are. In other words, the the quicker you get offended because you highly esteem yourself. But if we would do what the Word says and reckon ourselves dead indeed in the sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. If we would do what the Word says in, in Galatians 2.20, nevertheless, hang on, let me go to that scripture, glory to God. Galatians 2.20. Mm. All right, here we go. Galatians 2.20. Praise God. If we would do what the Word says, amen, as Jesus says, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. There's a reason for all this training and this and and this maturity that God wants to bring us into because first of all, we need God, amen. And without without God, amen, in our lives, life would be impossible. In other words, because look at the onslaught of what the enemy's doing right now, right? First of all, this plague, this coronavirus, and what's going on, this is demonic. And isn't isn't it interesting that he calls it coronavirus? They call it coronavirus in the world. Corona in Spanish means crown, right? The crown. In other words, this is one of my top designs, is what the enemy is saying. And this thing is going to engulf humanity. I'm going to put it on them, and they're not going to be able to shake it off. Well, not so in the camp of the righteous, amen. So Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live in the that I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. And he's given himself for me. Glory to God. He gave himself for us. Amen. He's already dealt with this issue. Amen. I mean, before the foundation of the world, this thing was already settled. Amen. So what am I saying is, is that if we walk according to the word and we stay dead to ourselves and alive in the God of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Then we're not going to be so easily offended. And, 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 and on, the, on that point right there is that when you're offended, right, the Greek word is scandalon. Scandalizo, and it's where we get the word for scandal. So what happens when you get offended? You start telling everybody, right? And then, and then out of that, you start bringing indictments and judgments, right? Well, he's, you know, and you start hearing all this gossip and all this chatter talk about this situation, right? This individual offended me. Well, then, all of a sudden, the person that got offended, the victim becomes the violator. Now you're violating. You're you're being victimized. You're snappy. You're chatty. You're quarrelsome. You don't want to receive wisdom. You don't, want to, you don't want to forgive, amen, which incidentally is the solution to this problem. So what am I saying is that the enemy has, first of all, Satan was the first one that got offended. And I brought this all out last week, but it's so powerful because I see the need of where the body of Christ is and why they need this. So Satan was the first one that got scandalizo. And it means to put a stumbling block or an impediment in the, impediment in the way upon which another may trip or fall. So what is he wanting us to do? Right? He's constantly trying to trip us up. I mean, he's the one catching the heel. Okay? So in that place of keeping you offended, first of all, we need to understand he was the first one that got offended. And if you go look in Ezekiel, where it talks about when iniquity is found in you, it's very revealing. And, and, and the thing is, is that this individual that got offended, Satan, well, actually his name was Lucifer, let me go read that real quick. I want to read this to you because it's so, so enlightening. This strategy that Satan has put together to release these demonic activity into the earth right now when, it, when America and the nation is at a state of offense everywhere you turn around. And as the scripture says that if you come to the altar and you remember that a brother has ought against you, you need to go make that right first and then come and offer your offering before the altar of the Lord. See, in other words... God is not hearing the people right now in their prayers because they're offended. God is not honoring you. He's not, your words are dropping to the ground because you're offended. You won't forgive one another. And incidentally, who's the first one that forgave? Us. Our Father, amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish through coronavirus, through, through cancer, through diseases of any kind, through diabetes, to, through, through all these uh, circumstances, situations, right? That we might not perish, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting Zoe. Zoe right now, not in the future. 
Right? Because either way, you're going to live forever, whether it's now, or with God or away from God, apart from God. So with God, amen, as Jesus said, I've got to, I've got to, uh, I've got to go prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. I've got a place and inheritance for you if you would just come into it with faith toward God and my word and allow that measure of increase, that measure of faith in your life to keep increasing your life so that you can overtake the land. And we're talking about land in the spirit. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So now Ezekiel. All right. Let me find this real quick. Ezekiel 28. Mm. We need to wake up, body Christ, man. It's not anymore. It's not acceptable anymore. This The enemy has brought in such a scheme and such a devised plan that he's been thinking about for years. All I got to do is keep, let, keep forcing them to get offended. Keep making them get upset with one another. Keep allowing that anger to rise up in their hearts. Keep allowing them to, the, 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 the husbands and wives, to be at odds with one another because they're offended. And in the offended, you get offended. The one that's offending gets offended because you're offended. You see, we, we we're all confused right now. And who is the enemy? What is he wanting to do is confuse us, right? He's always talking about confusion. That's what he is. That's the Babylonian system. It's all confused. They don't have a solution for this. And the solution is Jesus Christ. Amen. If we would accept the gift that he's given us through Christ Jesus, our Lord, forgiveness. Amen. He forgave us. Therefore, you must forgive your brother and sister. Ezekiel 28.11. Actually, I thought it was a little bit higher than that. Okay, so 28.11. Moreover, the, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying. I, I want you to understand here how, how anointed Lucifer was. Amen. And how this, this situation, when he fell, as Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, I beheld Satan fall like lightning. All right? When he fell, this was such a such a catastrophic situation, man. It was so, so, so sad to see the enemy fall, Satan, which was Lucifer, right? He was one of the he was one of the chief archangels, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. And and, <clears throat> and he had a lot of grace and a lot of anointing on his life, man. So moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and beauty, full of wisdom and, per and perfect in beauty. Now, <clears throat> thou sealest up to seal means to certify, to signify, to seal. In other words, he was the standard of these angels. He was the one that had the brightness of God man manifesting from his life. From his from his being, man, and the measurement thou see this is thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. The psalm is the word here that means the measurement, the pattern, the proportion, the act of making a marriage complete. In other words, he was complete and whole. God made him, man, Lucifer. He's and in that okay. So when he fell, he still had all that wisdom, but now it's perverted. You offended me. See, Satan was the first one that got offended. You offended me. Who do you think you are? I am the anointed cherub that cover. I'm the one, as it says here, thou, was, thou hast been in the Eden in the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. <clears throat> the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee when thou was created. In the day that thou were created. And it says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. You used to be the protector. Anointed means uh, outspread, right? Like this. In other words, your, your, your presence, man, was manifest. Agree. You're right. I'm sorry, Father. And you begin the process of repentance. Amen? And that's what we're trying to get to here is that we need to be in that state of mind of repentance. Now, Look at 2 Timothy 2.24. And that's going to be it for this exhortation, amen. I hope. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. Woo. Verse 24, 2 Timothy 2.24. The solution is forgiveness, amen. Forgive one another. Forgive one another for your offenses. Don't be upset with your mate, with your sons and daughters, amen. Make it right. Clear the air, as my brother Jeff used to say. Don't let it linger. And the servant of the Lord, verse 24, 224, 2 Timothy, must not strive. 
but be gentle unto all, apt to teach and patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Amen. In meekness, right now, attitude of meekness. Amen. Where I'm not above it. Amen. Because I gotta, I gotta keep myself on guard all the time with these offensive people at work and stuff. Places that I go to, my some that are on my own family members are constantly trying to get me offended. But again, it depends on how alive you are. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves that God peradventure will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. And that's my prayer right there, is that God peradventure would give them repentance unto the acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Look at the word snare here. A trap, a, 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 a noose. It says uh, uh, a stratagem. So this strategy of Satan, right? This snare that he's got mankind in. You see, because of their offenses, as long as they're offended, no amount of prayer that they pray is going to get to the Lord. And therefore, he's not going to deliver them. In other words, Satan thinks he's one. He thinks he's got us. The glory to God. As the scripture says that they would, like it says, that God peradventure would give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. If we repent, amen, that's the solution, amen. Forgive. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive. Captive means to take alive make a prisoner of war. This is the warfare we're in, right? The scripture says this. It teaches us this. That this war that's going on right now between Satan and the saints, the demonic hosts and the and saints of God, this is happening right now. Every day of our lives, right? If you don't maintain your heart. So it says <clears throat> that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You see, anytime the enemy wants, man, he can come in and out of these people's lives, our lives, when we got a fence in our hearts. And it seems to be such a simple solution here. But it's the very thing that God did when he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, amen, who was able to show us the pattern how much, that we must deny ourselves. Because Jesus, you know, everywhere he went, man, these, these, uh, these uh, Pharisees and Sadducees were trying to get him offended. But he wouldn't do it, man. He wouldn't fall for the traps, you see. And uh, and therefore, in Jesus' name, we don't have to do it either. We don't have to fall in for that trap. So I'm encouraging you right now, body of Christ, pray, seek the Lord while he may be found, amen, and ask God to forgive you, amen, for being offended. Wow. All right, well, there's a lot more to this, and, uh, and uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get into it anymore, but as the scripture says, you know what? I will share one more thing. Rapha, Psalm 107, 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. You want to be healed, body of Christ? You want to bring that anointing of healing to the world and to those around you? And the scripture says he sent his word and healed them. So Jesus said, what's easier to say? Be healed or be forgiven? It's the same thing. If you're forgiven, glory to God, you're healed. Rejoice right now and declare the word of the Lord. I'm healed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and I thank you for it, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that I walk in healing, glory to God. Healing is mine. Healing is my inheritance. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get into the outline now. And the outline is covering, again, the word. Amen. The word, the word, the word. And again... Keep in mind that the enemy, the reason he's got us offended, right? He was the first one that got offended. Who do you think you are, Father, God, Jesus? I'm the anointed chair we cover, man. Look at me, man. Look, look at all this glory. He thought it was him. It wasn't him. It was the Father, amen. It was our Father, amen. And he was reflecting because all we do is reflect. We, we're not inherent. No one has the inherent except God. Inherent power, inherent glory, and so on and so on. So, again, he thought it was him. He got offended, and now that's what he does is offend. Scandalize everywhere he goes, man. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Let's get into our outline now. Let me post that outline for you guys. All right, so there's the outline. I want you guys to follow with me because uh, one thing is needful, as the scripture says. So, in Luke chapter 10, 38. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And this is a story about Mar Mary and Martha, right? 
And uh, hopefully you're familiar with this. If not, we're going to read it here. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went, as they went, he entered into a certain village and and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Okay. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Amen. The Logos. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, busy, man, back and forth. You know, it's a lot. It's it's a lot of work to entertain people, right? <laughs> and who knows how many were in the in the entourage? At least, you know, Jesus and twelve, and probably more. And uh, cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, "Lord, dost thou not care? Dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me." All right. Tell her to help me. In other words, I'm busy. You know. So. Um, <clears throat> Verse 41, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. And the word careful there is the word merimno, to be merim nao, to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. And then he said in verse 42, one thing is needful. Amen. Necessary. Needful. And Mary had chosen that good part. Amen. Which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. Praise God. You see, we, we will choose the good part, which is the word of God in our lives, and sit at the feet of the master and get taught the ways of God. Amen. And humble ourselves. And don't have this attitude like you've arrived, because none of us have arrived. We're all growing. And we're all come, going from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Amen. We're all changing. We're all being conformed to the image. Amen. So, the word careful is the word merimno. It means to be anxious, to take, to take thought, to be distracted. And then he says, you're troubled. You're disturbed. You know, you got a lot of things pressuring you. So, the busyness and being troubled, overoccupied in the cares of this world. Remember, in Mark chapter 4, first of all, Revelation 3, 17 and 18 talks about you were too busy. You're too busy for the word. Amen. You see, we think that we think that the gifting that we have in our lives, the ability to be able to preach and teach and prophesy and you know evangelism, shepherding, you know apostolic, prophetic, we think that just the gift is enough, right? We don't have to get in the Word, we don't have to pray, we don't have to seek God, because my gift, right? And we go days and weeks without seeking the Lord, man. And then we get to a place where we're trying to find the Word because we can't find it because you've lost your relationship with the Father. You're not in sync. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, Revelation chapter 3, verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich. In other words, you got it going on, man. You got everything you need. You got a decked out home. You got decked out cars. You got the finest clothes, the finest entertainment, the finest toys. You know, you, you got campers. You got all this stuff. Right? Top of the line computers. So because. You say you're rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest now that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You see what you see what he's saying here? You see, you think you're well off, amen, because you don't need me anymore. You don't need my word anymore. But the scripture says in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8, 18, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, but it is he that gives thee power to get wealth, that he might establish his covenant. You see, the wealth and all the possessions that we have and, and the wisdom that we have, right? The scripture says the less is blessed for the greater. The reason you're blessed is to bless others, not so that you can hoard it on yourself. In other words, be a blessing to one another. And so the purpose of God for bringing the blessing and the finance, bringing the wisdom, bringing the instruction, bringing the understanding, bringing, the, bringing those that can graciously bring that word of the Lord forth, amen? The purpose of it is to bless those that need it. Amen. The, the, the blessed is blessed of the greater. Alright? Now, look at Mark chapter 4 verse 18. should be familiar with this. This is the parable of the sower. The sower sowed the word. Mark chapter 4. 
And again, Satan keeping us distracted, keeping us busy, keeping us away from God, keeping us away from the Word of God. Amen. And these are they which are son among thorns. So he talks about four different grounds here, right? And he finally talks talking about those that are son among thorns. In other words, when you plant seed, flowers, you know, vegetables or whatever, and there's a lot of weeds and bushes around, a lot of weeds around it. Guess what? That flower or that that fruit is not going to come to maturity. So it says, and he compares that. Look what he compares this to. And these are they which are sown among thorns, thorns that just hear the word. See, you'll hear it with gladness. And I've been in this situation many times. I bring forth the kingdom of God and they hear it, but then all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, this is going to require a commitment for my life. I'm not ready to get up, give up my adultery, my fornication, my drunkenness, my carousing, my whatever, my responsibility. In other words. I'm not ready to be responsible. <laughs> So it says in the cares of this world, you see that? And the deceitfulness of riches. And I'm going to get into that one a little bit in a minute. And the lust of other things entering in, choke the word. The word choke is to choke utterly, to strangle, to drown, to crowd. See, when you choke the word, there's no breath on it. The breath of God, the Spirit of God, moves with the word. But when you choke the word, you squeeze the very life of that word out. And before you know it, you're back in the same hole that you were before without the Lord. <clears throat> but the good news is, praise God, verse 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground. So just hear the word, and then the logo, and receive it, glory to God, and bring forth fruit. Amen? Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100. Another way to say that, 30, 60, 100 percent. You see? And, and, the, and the measure of thought of study you give to the Word is the measure of thought of study that's going to be given back to you. If you're satisfied where you're at in your life, then stay there. But if you want more, if you want God, if you're going to continue, then you're going to continue in my Word, as Jesus said. These are my disciples. Amen? Now, Jeremiah chapter 4, 3 through 4. And it's a principle here. First of all, again, if you're in your heart and your heart is hard and crusted, you have unforgiveness in your heart. You're offended, you see. If you're in that state of mind, then no amount of words going to get into your life. You've got to repent. Because the scripture says in verse 3 here, Well, thus saith the Lord, Jeremiah 4, 3, To the men of Judah and to Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. He's giving you the wisdom right there, how to sow this word, how to sow the seed in the garden. It's very simple, right? Circumcise yourselves, verse 4, and take away the foreskin of your heart, you men of Judah and inhabit of Jerusalem. Lest my fury come forth like a fire, and burn that none can quench it, except because of the evil of your doing. Amen? You see, if you allow yourself to continue in that evil of your doings in your life, then no matter word is going to get to your heart. Your heart has to be ready and receptive in meekness, as the scripture says, instructing those components, instructing those that oppose themselves. As I read earlier in Second Timothy 2. See, your heart is opposing. You can't receive the word. And the thing, the thing about all this is, is the powers in the word to bring forth Christ. And he is the image, the word, that you need to be looking at. And that image will conform your life. If you allow it to stay and remain with the state of expectancy in your heart. See that? Now, verse uh, Matthew chapter 4, 23. Matthew 4, 23. And I'm going to bring this out because we need to understand something here. Matthew 4, 23. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, so Jesus said, first of all, in Mark chapter 4, he talks about the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and become unfruitful. Now, Look at this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went about through all Syria, and they brought unto him all the sick people, and all that were taken with diverse diseases, and those that were tormented, and the torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those which had the palsy and the healing. And I read all that to get to that word, possessed with devils. 
The word possessive devils is the Greek word diamonizomai. All right? And it means to be exercised with the demon to vex. Now, it comes from the word diamond. And diamond, it means to distribute fortune, a demon or a supernatural spirit. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is that he says the deceitfulness of riches. So the deceitfulness of riches come through demonic inspiration. So, for example, lottery tickets, right? scratch-offs. All this is the deceitfulness of riches. It's demonic. These are the, this, this whole, this, that whole system is designed to distribute fortune, right? And, and, and as it says here, uh, to distribute fortunes. In other words, we have it in our mind that the deceitfulness of riches through this method of trying to scratch off this thing or to play this lottery, that we're going to be rich. <laughs> but it's demonic, is what I'm trying to tell you. So, <clears throat> there's a whole lot of scriptures about this. Matthew 8.31. Let's see if I can cover a couple of those. Matthew 8.31. Amen. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us, if thou cast us out, suffer us and go away to hurt us swine. So, if you look at all these scriptures there, uh, Matthew 8.31, Mark 5.12, Luke 8.29, Revelation 16.14, and then Revelation 18.2. Let's look at Revelation 16.14. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God, of God Almighty. Well, let me tell you something. The great day of the battle is right now. We're fighting this demonic activity all the time if we're pursuing the Lord because we understand that this is a, the, the dominion that we're taking is in the spirit against the demonic realm. All right? Yeah. So again, uh, all these scriptures talk about the whole of every foul of uh, 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 18 too. Let's, let me look at that one. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, diamonds, and the hold of every foul spirit in a, in a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. You see that? So this, what I'm trying to tell you is that all this gambling stuff is demonic. That's the bottom line. All right. So Jeremiah 15, 18, and 19 and this right here is a precious principle because if you grab a hold of this, again, one thing is needful. We need this word. And this word, every time, again, the enemy's trying to keep us distracted and keep us away from the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 15, starting with verse 18. Why is my pain perpetual, my wounds incurable, which refuse to be healed? Wilt thou altogether be to me a liar and the waters of fail? See, Jeremiah was offended. Why can't I get healed, he said. But why, why is this, why this chronic pain, this ever worsening wound, and no healing in sight? You're nothing, God, but a mirage, a lovely oasis in the distance, and then nothing. Jeremiah was saying this to God the Father. This is another instance of somebody that got offended at the Lord. Mm. And this is how God answered me. This is in the message translation. Take back those words. Jeremiah, and I'll take you back. Then you'll stand before me. Use words truly and well. Don't stoop to cheap whining. Then, but only then, you'll speak for me. Let your words change them. Don't change your words to suit them. And he says here, I'll turn you into a steel wall, a thick steel wall impregnable. They'll attack you, but won't put a dent in you because I'm at your side, defending and delivering you. God's decree, amen. And I'll deliver you from the grip of the wicked. I'll get you out of the clutch of the ruthless, the demonic realm, amen. If we will turn, as it says in, in, in the King James, verse 19, Therefore thus saith the Lord, uh, Then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me, and if thou take forth the precious from the vile. In other words, if you focus on the vow, guess what? Guess what? That's what you're going to be reaping. But if you sow to the precious, if you focus on the precious, you're going to reap 
the precious. The precious is our inheritance in the Father and in the kingdom of God. Healing, amen. Financial blessing, amen. Deliverance from demonic activity. Being able to go in and come out in your communities with peace. You see, that's a blessing, amen. Because you're praying for the officials and you're praying for our president. You're praying for those that are bringing forth these, these rules and these laws, amen, that are make, bringing a lot of peace to the land. That's all designed by the Lord. And you don't think the enemy's upset right now? Look at all this they're trying to do to take, take them out. Mm -mm. Now, we have to choose the word. In other words, get back to the word of the Lord, amen. Stop, you know, just, just stop. Turn to the Lord, amen. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Amen. My son, attend unto my words. Be incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For their life unto those who find them in health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. You see, the very force of God, amen, the very power of God, the very anointing of God that resides within you, body of Christ, is what the world needs. And they need to hear this message, amen. They need to know that you need to forgive if you have ought against anyone. And he says that, it says that, keep the heart with all diligence. And in verse 22, for they are life unto those that find them in health. Health means healing and cure, profit, soundness, curative, medicine, deliverance. Amen? Plus deliverance, amen? A feeling of calmness, amen? Safety, amen? Praise God. That's what the word of the Lord is, amen? That's why this, this thing is so important, this word. Grow thereby. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. The scripture says in 1 Peter 2, 2, desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. We need to be growing in the ways of God. We need to be growing and understanding our part in the kingdom of God. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. Have you ever seen a baby get after that bottle? <laughs> of course you have if you have children. Or been around children that are that are nursing from the bottle still. Man, they love that thing. And boy, you try to take it away from them, they're like, oh, oh, and their hearts are like, what happened? That was so good. Amen? We've got to drink this word, amen? We've got to make it a part of our lives daily. Amen? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 22. I'm sorry, verse 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and there become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. But strong meat belongs to them who are full age even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he's saying here is that you should have been at a place where you're strong meat and you can take strong meat. But now because you've allowed yourself not to seek my word, not to seek my face you've gone days and weeks and months and years without getting involved in the word of the Lord and getting trained and taught. And all this is slipping by you, man. And so it says here that now you're at a place where you need the foundational principles again. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms, plural, and of the laying on of hands and the resurrection of the, resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Those are the foundational principles that you need to get back to. And so in the very beginning when I started bringing forth these teachings, amen, the Lord allowed me. If you go back to the beginning on the videos under under the Make Disciples, which is the channel, the YouTube channel, that's, that's what's being covered, amen, the very, very beginning. And I'll post up, um, I'll post this up for you guys if you want to. I mean, it's to whosoever will. If you want, if you want God, if you want to continue in his word, then then it's available to you. And I'm grateful that the Lord of the Lord did this because, I, you know, there was a word of the Lord that came to me in 2014 of August. 
sister had a manifestation of prophecy, and she told me, Joseph, you're going to be teaching nations. Amen? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And in my mind, I was thinking, I'm going to be driving around and flying all over the place. No, no, no. There's a greater wisdom, amen? You're going to take those abilities and those talents that I've given you, son, in this IT field, technology field, and you're going to use all that to glorify me, glory to God. And that's what I've been doing, praise God. Word of the Lord being fulfilled, and I didn't even know it was being fulfilled. <laughs> praise God. Now, Acts 20, 32. This word is able to build us up, man, if you'll let it. See, this word has to remain and stay in your heart because when, when the Holy Ghost needs to breathe on that word and there's no word there, guess what? There's not going to be any faith toward God. Amen? And now, brethren, I commend you to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified, glory to God. I believe that, amen. I believe that God's word is able to build me up and give me an inheritance among them which are sanctified. And it's all my faith toward God because I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what I was doing, right? John 6, 31. And what I mean by that is I didn't have any devised plan of how I was going to come up with all this. I just kept living by faith toward God and believing God in his word. And, and lo, here and behold, you know, now the word of the Lord is going forth. With strength, amen. He says, John 6, 31, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. It wasn't Moses, it was the Father. He was taking care of you. For the bread of life is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth Zoe unto the cosmos of the world. In other words, I am the bread of life, Jesus said. And my saints and my sons of God and my daughters of God are going to bring also and be able to bring you that word of life, a word in season, glory to God. Amen? To them that are weary. Mm. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. Amen? He wasn't talking about physically here. He's talking about spiritually. You're not going to be having to focus and go around looking to try to find a word anymore. You're not going to have to go out and, and try to find a fellowship that has life, etc. And, and keep getting disappointed. Because if you keep pursuing me, you'll, keep, you'll, get, you'll stay plugged in. And in the right seat in the right time, my son and my daughter, I, as I have prepared you, as I have given you that place and to, to get, keep you prepared and get you prepared, will bring you forth in the right season and the right time. You'll be going to the synagogues, preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom, amen, casting out devils, healing those that are sick of the palsy, blind, resurrection of the dead, etc., etc., etc. Amen. Praise God. All right, so the word of God strengthens, edifies, builds, empowers, encourages. And the scripture says in Luke 4, 1 through 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema that proceeds out of the mouth of God does man live. That's how we live, by that spoken word in your spirit, man. The breath of God <sighs> breathes on that light of that word because it's abiding in your heart, amen, in that ground. And all of a sudden, you're able to bring forth life, amen, the presence of God, amen, to bring deliverance, to bring healing, to set the captive free. Amen. Praise God. So found Jeremiah 15 and 16. I love this one. Because this is what you have to come to a place to. Jeremiah 15 16. Thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me a joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Amen. I am called by the name of my Father. Amen. If you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. If you see the Father, you see the Son. It's a principle of sonship, amen, and fatherhood. Hmm. 1 Peter 2, 2 through 9. Building a spiritual house, amen. 1 Peter 2, 2 through 9. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Ooh, 1 Peter 2, 2 through 9. I'm just going to go to verse 9. Verse 8. 
and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense even to them which stumble at the word being disobedient. Whereunto also they were appointed. Disobedient is the Greek word epithio, which is the other word for no, no faith. When you're epithio, I'm sorry, epithia, I'm sorry, yeah, you're right. So epithia is no faith, you see. So he says here, being disobedient, being without faith. In other words, you didn't believe my messengers. You didn't believe those that were bringing forth the kingdom of God. You see, in the past and even now, and therefore, whereunto also you were appointed. So in other words, if you don't receive me, the only option is away from me, God is saying here. But you, my brothers and sisters, the royal priesthood, amen, the Melchizedek order of priesthood, the kingdom of priests, are a holy generation, a royal priesthood, amen, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praise of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but now we are a people, amen? Amen? Praise God. Mm. The habitation of God through the Spirit, Ephesians chapter 2, 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. You see, the Spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. You see that according to the prince of the power of the air? Satan, man. Satan is one that wants to dominate the airways, dominate and bring forth disease through the air, viruses, amen? All these perversions. This is what he does, man. He works in the area that can't be seen because he knows that if people saw it, they would wise up pretty fast. <laughs> Praise God. He thinks he's slick, eh? The making of a champion. All right. Attend to my word, amen. We read that earlier, Proverbs chapter 20. Incline the ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh, amen. <coughs> so we must run the race, amen. It's been said before us, Hebrews chapter 12, 1. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, we'll take heed to the word and read the word and get into the word and study the word. We'll see all these great men and women of faith. Let's, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience who promenade constancy the race that is set before us. Amen? We can walk in this victorious life in the kingdom of God. We don't have to be bound by the devil. We don't have to be taken captive by him at his will. Amen? Fight the good fight, as he told Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold unto eternal Zoe. Amen. Lay hold of it. Lay hold of Epilambano, man. Take it in order to use it. Seize eternal Zoe. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession. Professed is the word homo legio to say the same thing as another. And then professed is the word homologia, which means acknowledgement. I'm sorry. The second word, profession, is the word homologia, which means acknowledgement. In other words, acknowledge what my word says and declare that word as I breathe on it out of your spirit before many witnesses. Amen. Praise God. Keep declaring that word of the Lord. Amen. Philippians, Philippians 3.13. Hmm. Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, let it go, let the offenses go, release it, let it go, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Reach forth unto the Lord, amen. Reach forth unto the, your inheritance in the Lord. I press toward the prize, for the prize of the mark of the, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the mark, amen, of the high calling of Christ Jesus. High, man, elevated, upward, up there, man. Setting the standard, glory to God, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. The scripture says in Exodus 15, 3, the Lord God is a man of war, the Lord is his name, amen. And the reason I bring that up, because you and me as sons of God and daughters of God are also sons and daughters that are men and women of war. We've got to fight this fight, amen, and we've got to be ferocious against the devil and his ways. 
and bring forth the word of the Lord to their lives, to the people's lives. Second Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. Second Corinthians 10. I'm going to read this in the message translation. Amen. The world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, never has, and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation. Amen? But they are for demolishing that entirely, massively corrupt culture. Everything that, it, that comes against the kingdom of God and the word of God, that's what I fight against. Amen? We use powerful God tools, smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives up to obedience into maturity. You stare and stare at the obvious, he says here. But you can't see the forest through the trees, amen. It's obvious that what we need is God in this nation, in this world, amen, in our own lives. Everywhere we turn, we need the Lord. 2 Timothy 4, 4 through 6. Amen. Amen. Let me get in King James here. And they shall, let me see, 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Do the work of evangelists, make proof, full proof of your ministry. For I am now ready to be offered in the time of my departures at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. And that's the declaration I want to have in my life is that I have fought the fight and I have finished my course, the good fight, and I have kept the faith. Amen. And see, the thing is, is that when you come back to the Lord and you're walking in the truth of the kingdom of God, as he says in verse 19 of that same chapter, you know what? I think this was First Timothy. Amen. I'm going to bypass that one because we're already at the end of the broadcast. But the point is, the scripture says, nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Amen. Having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity, but depart from lawlessness, depart from unrighteousness, depart from unforgiveness, depart from being offended. Amen. So finish the course. It's the breakfast of champions. Accomplish the task. Fulfill the purpose. And then someone close with this statement. God's will is his word. And God's word shows us the way of God. And God's way brings us into his work. The Father's work is for us to believe in the one, who, the one whom God has sent. And his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. And Jesus said, if I by the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. So if you allow your hearts and your lives to release and forgive and get away from being offended, guess what? Devils are going to be cast out right and left out of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to bring forth this powerful word, amen. I thank you for those that have heard today and those that will hear in the future. I pray, Lord God, that you would give them grace, Lord God, and that allows these, these seeds to grow in their hearts, Father, that they might take to their message, this message to their loved ones, amen, and to the ones that they live with, their husbands and their wives and their children, amen. And take this word back, amen, so that we would not be offended, so that we could, so that we would not be offended in one another, Father, that we receive the forgiveness, amen, the one whom God has sent, Jesus Christ, amen. We thank you and we bless you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness, Lord, continues to all generations. Your covenant magnified, exalted along with your voice.